Hey friends, welcome to the Productivity and Proverbs 31 podcast. I'm Kathy Lanham, your host, your mentor across the airways, if you will. I'm a mom of five, former teacher and top 2% company leader. Now I'm a coach, a podcaster, and a business strategist. Stick around if you're a Christian mom with some big dreams, messy bun, and sweatpants. You might feel all the guilt, but you refuse to be a Pinterest perfect mom. You live in your car and reheated coffee is a staple. If chaos is usually rampant and you'd like some practical tips on how to grow a business, grow in your faith, and get some control with an occasional date night thrown in as a bonus, hang around. Because as we grab these few minutes together, I want to help you keep growing in your faith, build a business that lines up with your God-given gifts and talents, and make memories of a life you love. So reheat that coffee and let's get started. Welcome back, and I am so excited for today's episode. I think it's going to be one that you're really going to be able to get a lot from. So grab a pen, and let's get ready to take some notes. Have you ever heard the phrase, the days are long, but the years are short? It's a quote that we credit to Gretchen Rubin, and I think it not only describes our lives as moms, but as women. We are such busy, multitasking, multi-passionate people that we can really get on a hamster wheel of performance. And the flip side of that is we can easily get bored and stop being creative. And I want to just, how does that apply to seasons of life and seasons of stress? Well, the lesson of seasons is one I wish I had learned way earlier in my motherhood journey. I probably did not get a grasp on this, a grip on it until probably child four when I was feeling like my life was going nowhere and my life was over and I would never ever get out of the changing diapers phase. And so the question of seasons, what is your favorite season? Now me personally, I am a summer girl. Give me the vitamin D, give me the fruity drinks, give me a whole and leisurely days in the sun. I just love that. But I too though am blessed to live in Kentucky. We have four different seasons. We have four distinct seasons, summer, spring, winter, and fall. Four seasons means that they each have a different personality and they're different. So like I already told you, I'm a summer girl. It doesn't matter how hot it is, that's me. I like the summer. My daughter is the polar opposite. She likes fall. She likes the cooling down, the slowing down of the seasons, football games, and the changing colors, and all that comes with that season. She's a fan of fall or autumn. Then I have clients and friends who live up in Ohio. Nothing doing for them, but they're winter girls. They want snow and they want a lot of it and consequently don't love summer at all. They like to stay inside in the air conditioning. But I have another friend that she embraces all things spring, planting of the flowers, new birth, birds, singing, the fresh grass being cut, all of the things of spring. That's her jam. That's what she likes. So what's yours? And I'm asking that because I'm going to tie that to seasons of life. Seasons of life can parallel the seasons of the year. And I think King Solomon did a great job in Ecclesiastes 3. He looks back on his life and he's looking back on the seasons of life. And he says in Ecclesiastes 3, there is a time for everything, a time for every season, for every activity under the heavens, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build up, 
a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. And if you're in the preteen years, you need to memorize that verse and teach it to your children. Time to refrain from embracing, a time to search and a time to give up, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. And that, my friends, is pretty much the gamut. It covers it all. Birth to death, killing and healing, ugly crying and belly laughing, mourning with incredible and unfathomable sadness, and then happy dancing as breakthrough finally comes through and happens. And one of the greatest lessons I learned smack in the middle of my motherhood journey was this lesson of seasons, that what seems so crushing and an ending in the moment is really just that. It's a fleeting moment. It's a quick season of time when the days feel oh so very long, but the years seem to be flying by. And you hear it all the time or see it posted on socials. It's often posed as a question. How did it get to be May already? Where in this world did this year go? Can you believe it's whatever the year is? How in the world is my baby six months old? My, it seems like just yesterday that, and probably you've heard your mom say that as your children come into the world. How can my baby be having a baby? I remember like it was yesterday when I went to the hospital to have you. So what are these seasons of life and how do you get through them and how do you know what season you're in? I'm going to offer you three goals three seasonal goals, and three strategies that'll cover each season, three principal strategies for each season. So I'm going to suggest that we need three seasonal goals. The first one, we need to develop the ability to walk through our seasons with grace because that's where wisdom is forged. Number two, to learn to treasure the moments by being present and real. Not rushing the season, not rushing the moment, not being on our phones or on our social when we should be with people. To remember how to have conversation, the development and the enjoyment of the time you have with the people you love. So number two, learn to treasure the moments. And then three is remember. Remember that different seasons require different skill sets. Just because you are not using one skill set that you have in this particular season does not mean you will never use that skill set again. And if it's a season that's uncomfortable or hard, I'm going to guess and dare say that you're probably developing skills that you did not even have before. So number one is to develop the ability to walk with grace through the seasons asking for wisdom because that's where wisdom is forged. Number two, learn to treasure the moments and to be present. And number three, to remember that different seasons require different skills. If I ask you, well, okay, of the seasons of life, what season are you in? What do I mean by that? So let's try to clarify. Maybe you're in spring. Maybe you are in that glorious time of, of new New marriage, new job, new moments, new motherhood, new home, new job, new insert your newness right there. Maybe you're renewing who you are. You have a new passion. You are starting again. So new is that that season of spring. And then spring leads into summer. Maybe the new has kind of worn off a little bit. 
Maybe we're now in the season of summer when things are starting to get hot and dry and parched and the feels like the rut, the walls of the rut that you're in just keep getting higher and higher. It, maybe it's just because you've got foster children or teenagers or tweenagers or too, too many people wanting too many things all at the same time, juggling sports for all the kids trying to get everyone fed and the homework done and the AR points garnered. And, you know, if you're homeschooling or have the kids at home, every season can feel like summer. Maybe summer has an unexpected illness, a diagnosis that you weren't expecting or no diagnosis at all, which has thrown you in a tailspin. Summers are hard and they're close to winter. Winter is a time of death and sorrow, quiet, depression. It can be those times where we're desperately seeking something that we don't have. Infidelity, addictions. Maybe you're just waiting for something to bloom in this season of dark, this season of winter that you're facing. The spiritual warfare is, is real and you know it too well. So winter is that time where you struggle to breathe. And then fall. Maybe you're in a season of fall, autumn, where maybe it is kind of a time of quiet for you. You're actually getting some help that you need. Maybe you've gotten the diagnosis of that disease. Maybe you have a treatment plan that you can wrap your head around and that you can actually work on. Maybe you've gotten some answers in a job or you've figured out this homeschooling thing or you've you finally figured out how to get a semblance of balance between this new new venture, this new baby you want to birth, entrepreneurial venture, and how to still get the laundry done and food on the table and everybody loved on. Maybe you're finally able to enjoy a cup of hot coffee on a cold morning. And you know, the tricky thing about seasons is they can change in a heartbeat. So that ability to walk through your seasons with grace, that's where wisdom is forged. And we want wisdom to characterize our life. We want to be a Titus 2 woman at the end of our days. We want to be like the Proverbs 31 woman, able to laugh at the future because you've got the present taken care of. My original goal was to give you three different principles for each season. And then I felt like the Lord was saying, no, let's just go with three overriding principles. So here's my three guiding principles. Number one, remember to ask God first. Ask God first. Doesn't that sound so easy and simple, but how often do we forget it? How often do we run to social media and say, I don't want to post a poll or we call a friend or we phone our mom or we're going to talk to everybody else and get lots of opinions before we ever pray about it, before we ever take it to God. We need to remember to ask God first. In James chapter one, verse five, James encourages us, but if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all generously and without reproach, and it will be given to him. So if we lack wisdom, we need to ask. Ask God first. Don't ask others. Don't get others' opinions before you have earnestly sought the hand of God. So ask God first. And then in chapter four, the second part of verse two, it says, you have not because you ask not. And when we ask, we don't receive because we ask with wrong motives. We just want to spend things on our own pleasure. So what do we need today? What do we desire? What do you need? Peace, clarity, direction, wisdom, friends, a support group, freedom from addiction, help in knowing what to do with your kids with discipline. Ask. 
because God promises if any man lacks wisdom, and that can be any woman lacks wisdom, let us ask of God who gives generously and to all without reproach. Point two, learn to pray without ceasing, giving thanks in all things. And for this one, you're going to have to do a little memory work. First Thessalonians chapter five, verses 16 to 18. Simple. It's a simple verse, not simple to do. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Did you catch that one? It doesn't say rejoice always if everything's going your way. It doesn't say pray without ceasing when you feel like it. And it doesn't say give thanks in some circumstances. Oh, no, 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 my friends. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. When we learn to pray without ceasing, giving thanks for all things, if you're in the summer season and it's dry, we've got Psalm 63, 1 to 3. You, God, are my God. Earnestly I seek you. I thirst for you. My whole being longs for you. In a dry and parched land where there is no water, I've seen you in the sanctuary. I've beheld your power and your glory. Because your love is better than life, my lips will glorify you. I will praise you as long as I live, and in your name I will lift up my hands. Is it hard? Are you in a tough season of summer? Praise and pray. How about spring? It's fun and it's it's new and it's different. Are you in a season of new and spring? Philippians 1, 3 and 4. I thank my God for every remembrance of you, always offering prayer with joy in my every prayer for you. Maybe your season is autumn. How about James 1, 2? Consider it all joy, my brothers, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. And let endurance have its perfect worth so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. And maybe you are in that hard season of winter. I love Psalm 34, verse 18. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. So whatever season you're in, I can promise you that the Lord has spoken to it in his word. And then my last principle, number three, pay it forward and be a blessing to others. Now, ah, the reasons I can list for that one. When we pay it forward, when we do unexpected good for other people. If we keep doing the next right thing, if we try and intend to be a blessing to others, it's going to give you joy. It's going to teach your spirit generosity, which you in turn can teach to your children. It takes your eyes off of yourself and your situation. The best advice I heard years ago was when you're doing something for someone else, when you're working and serving, you don't have time to feel sorry for yourself and live in self-pity. Paying it forward demonstrates God's love to your kids. It can often get you out of the house. It teaches you to be creative. It helps you to see where you've been, what you've overcome, and where you might be going next. Being a blessing to others teaches you to identify what are your gifts and your talents and your passions. What do you really enjoy doing for people or with people? It forces you to see the needs of others. When we start listening with ears in order to pay it forward or to be a deliberate blessing, we will start to hear and see needs that we never even recognized before. And that in turn gives us a larger world view. Sweet sister friends, what season are you in? Which one do you want to be in? And maybe you're sitting there going, oh yeah, that's great for you, but I don't know the Bible like you do, or I don't know how to do that. I'm going to suggest we start all of this with one very simple habit. 
and that is a gratitude journal. You're not writing the next American novel, okay? This is not the next great American novel. It's not supposed to take you days or nights. I do mine in the morning first thing because I found that when I set my intentions first thing in the morning on gratitude and praise and thankfulness, that overflows into the rest of the day. Now, you can also do this last thing at night. I like to do that as well. It's good to give thanks in the morning and to sing praises to his name, to declare his love, his kindness in the morning, and his faithfulness at night. But you're going to hook this gratitude journal and the jotting down of three things you're thankful for. You're going to hook it to another habit so that it'll stick. So let's say the first thing you do in the morning is get coffee. Then put your journal with a pen right there beside the coffee pot. And as it percolates... You're going to write down one, two, and three. You're not going to just go back to bed and lay down and wait 15 minutes for your coffee to get ready, but you're going to jot your three notes down. Or maybe it's that you wash your face and brush your teeth every night. Then put your journal in that top drawer so that you can pull it out and that you can jot down three things that you were grateful for. You're going to be so blessed by these little notes later. And especially if you take the opportunity to write down cute and fun things that your kids say, you think you'll never forget them. But then, of course, you get busy and you do. When you write down things, you remember them. That helps you to pay it forward to be a blessing to others. It helps you to grow in your faith. It helps you learn to pray without ceasing, giving thanks in all things. And it reminds you to go to God first and foremost. And then remember that your seasonal goals, we want to develop the ability to walk through our seasons with grace and wisdom. We want to treasure the moments and be real with people and present and know and trust that different seasons require different skill sets. And just because you're not using some skills in the season that you're in does not mean that you'll never use them again. So with that, ladies, I hope you have learned something. I hope you have been encouraged. I hope this will help you grow in your faith and give you a different outlook for whatever season you're in. Thanks so much. And until next time, go be a blessing to others because when you're a blessing to others, you can't help but be blessed yourself. Hey guys, Real quick, I hope this episode was a blessing to you and that you learned a nugget of truth, got a laugh, or had something that you can share. It would be such a blessing to me if you would go over to iTunes and leave me both a starred and a written review. I would love to be able to read some of those reviews online and that pours into my ministry and my work so much. In addition, if you want some of our free things, that's found over at kathylanham.com. I'd love to connect on social media. DM me at at kathylanham. That's my handle over on Instagram. So until next time, go be a blessing to others. Because when you're a blessing to others, you can't help but be blessed yourself. Take care.